And now, the Blaze Radio Network presents 40 Acres and a Fool. Here's your host, Cam Edwards. Greetings from the near frontier. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of 40 Acres and a Fool here on Blaze Podcast Network. My name is Cam Edwards. I'm joined by the oh-so-lovely and talented Miss E. Hello, darling. Hello, darling. It is good to see you again. Yes, you've been gone for a couple of days, but that's okay. I have been gone for a couple of days, uh, and I felt really bad. And I had, of course, so I was up at CPAC, the Conservative Political Action Conference, uh, in National Harbor, Maryland, right outside of D.C., and I would not have gone uh, had you continued to feel like crud. Yeah, I started feeling better towards the end of the week. Yeah. And, and you were able to get up and around before I left. Yeah. Um, so let's start there with okay. how you're feeling. Um, I'm feeling pretty good. The uh, We've gone on, I'm on treatment plan number five. Um, Gemzar, Carboplatin, and Avastin. Um, week one was all three, and I kind of felt puny, and my digestive system was kind of a mess, and just tired and achy every day, almost like probably from Sunday to good Wednesday. Um, they usually, on treatment day, they usually plug me full of steroids and anti medicine and other things, so mm-hmm. and antihistamines, so that I, I feel fine for the first 24 hours. So okay. it's usually after that, then it's the big killer. Um, this time around, I had to just do the gems are on Friday, which was nice, because it only, it takes a lot less time, too. And um, I don't feel bad. Uh, still a little left, a little off, um, kind of... Mm, nauseous, but I'm still eating. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, we'll see. We'll see how. What tomorrow is like the big day. It's like right. So if I yeah. feel worse tomorrow, it's whatever. But I don't think this has less side effects than the other two, and all three combined have like the killer amount of side effects. Right. So so hopefully this won't hit you as hard. Yeah, <clears throat> hopefully. Fingers yeah. crossed. Fingers crossed. I get the next two weeks off, and then we start again. It's a three week thing. So mm-hmm. and after I don't know nine. 12 weeks, three times, whatever. We'll do another yeah, CT a, scan. I think it's a three cycle. Yeah, and then we'll do another CT scan to see what's going on. Um, so anyway, as I said, everybody, uh, and I do mean everybody at CPAC, was asking how you were doing. <laughs> well, that was awfully nice of them. Uh, it is, it's really cool to uh, to know you know, just how many folks are, are, I think we talked about it last time, how many folks are, are praying for you. Yeah, they're rooting for us. And, yep. Uh, and so we're going to talk a little bit more about CPAC on the... Uh, 40 Acres After Dark podcast, right. which you can hear by subscribing to our Patreon. Uh, also, if you subscribe to our Patreon, by the way, I'm getting the the, the sales pitch out of the way early. Mm-hmm. We've got some fun stuff to talk about here. But uh, one of the cool things that we're going to be doing on our Patreon is we're experimenting with video. Yeah. And we have been talking, as you Especially know. Now that we've got our kitchen all pretty. Exactly. Right. And we've been talking for months and months and months and months and months about how we need to do our peppers. Yep. So we're actually going to do that. Yes. On video. Yeah. Uh, and so you can uh, subscribe to our Patreon and you can get access to that. You can get access to our Uncensored podcast. Uh, and we're also going to do a, a little teaser that'll be up there that we're going to make it available to everybody. So you get a little sense of, of what we're doing behind the paywall. Yeah, there, there we go. <laughs> All right. So with that out of the way, um, the other update, uh, not nearly, I'm, I'm sure, as important for our listeners as it was for us. Uh, the propane situation. We finally were was able to get the propane delivered, even though they never came. <laughs> no, well, yeah, well, so, yeah. So <laughs> don't don't just make it simple like that, because it wasn't simple or like it that was two at weeks. all. It was two weeks. We but we did finally 
get it delivered. I think we had less than 10%. Yes. Uh, we we're about 30 gallons from empty. Yeah, a little bit more because we because they a 500 gallon. It's tank. a 500 gallon tank, but they only fill it to capacity. Filled is only to 80 percent. Right. To so allow for expansion contraction. 400. So filled is 400, and we ended up with 367 gallons. <laughs> right. So uh, I'm glad that we finally got it done. Yes. Um, you and I both ended up kind of reading them the Riot Act, and yes. uh, and they came out and. It, again, so there was, it's all a matter of timing. Right. And I was very specific. So this was uh, Friday. Missy is down getting her treatment. And this was the carboplatin. This is yeah. the, the three drug, you know, butt and, kicker. And the first day. So it's going to take longer for everything. Right. So I'm at home. I still have to do my Cam and Company show. And I'm still working and writing. And uh, and I had told them, I said, listen, it's, it's, it's finally cold enough that the ground will be frozen if you can get out here in the morning. First thing. I told them that the day before. Yes. And I said, it's really important. <clears throat> I said, my wife is going through chemo. She's not going to have an immune system. I cannot have her in a house that has no heat. And, okay, we'll do what we can. Okay, they'll do what they can. Yeah. So by, and, and by the way, if I had, if I had not said this, they probably would have shown up at nine o'clock in the morning. Probably. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Just because. Uh, <laughs> right. So by like eleven forty-five, it's above freezing. They still aren't here. Still not here. So I had to go to Farmville. Um, they didn't get here until after I got back from my treatment. Right, and then they could not get down the old farm road because it was it was too muddy. So muddy. where do they go? They go to the back of the house near the kitchen entrance. That is almost always in shade. Always muddy. And so. So it wasn't going to be any better. That's what I couldn't understand why this dude, if the farm road wasn't safe, then this place wasn't safe. So anyway, so he backs up right behind our kitchen, gets stuck. And doesn't listen to me either. Like he's not backing up enough to free the tires to get a good start to pull out. He is so just, just digging yeah. giant holes both Two wheels wide, mind. Right. This is the back of a protein tank. So we're talking four tire widths wide of gigantic mud divots yeah. in my yard. So, so, yeah. So the good news is we have heat. We're not going to freeze to death. The bad news is, not that we had like a landscape yard to no. begin with, but um, now we have these huge ruts and divots that we're going to have to fill in and tamp down. Well, yeah. I already told you. My yeah. idea was just when it's nice and soft, and just go rototill it down and then just go ahead and throw some grass seed on it. Cause yeah. The shade type, because that side of the house doesn't hardly get any sunshine. But yeah, really, I was so <laughs> uh, expletive deleted mad at this dude because I was just like, you know, we kept... we kept, This has been... You know, seven something years right. of this whole problem, but yeah, yeah, I know. It's not our fault they put the stupid propane tank so far back in the yard. No, it's not. But um, one of the things that uh, your Patreon uh, contributions will uh, will go towards is, first of all, Missy's uh, medical bills. Yeah, uh, right. Secondly, uh, Missy's tattoo <laughs> to get her colored at some point. Well, that's got to um, be after treatment, so. right? So you know, the two things are kind of complementary. Yeah, um, but. I also think, and we've talked about this before, our, our farm road is, is grass. Yeah. We need to just go ahead and suck it up and get gravel put down so they can actually make it down that road. Yeah. I and mean, we won't have that trouble no, anymore. No, I know. Um, I know. Because, 
yeah, I was a little, I was a little bugged by uh, by what's going on. So, um, and and since then we've had a couple of cold nights, but this morning it was amazing. Saturday morning I, I got home. I uh, I took the long way home. I went to Richmond and I got Missy a bon mi. I had been hankering for bon mi for weeks. And so I uh, there was a place called the Naked Onion that has gotten really good reviews for their pork belly bon mi sandwich. And I said, okay, I'm going to go there. It opens at 11 o'clock in the morning. I'm going to leave CPAC at 9. It's two hours. I'll get there. I get, well, so I drive there. And a uh, cute little store in downtown, well, not downtown. I think it's more like it's on Cary Street. So I'm not okay. sure what the neighborhood is, but uh, closed for repairs. Oh, Open geez. Tuesday. <laughs> but thankfully, uh, like five miles away, there's a, a little place called Vietnam One. And four dollar bon mi's. Yeah, so I had uh, I had, had half like of the 12, pork belly. It was delicious. Yeah, they had like twelve different varieties. Oh wow, okay. So I got you a pork belly, and then I got you a shredded pork bon mi. I got me a pork belly bon mi, but they had, uh, I, what was it? They had grilled pork. They had chicken. They had a whole bunch of different varieties. Oh wow, because they didn't have hardly any mention of it on the menu. Okay, so no, I, I was just taking like, a picture of the uh, the signboard. That's okay. It's this little tiny hole in the wall spot. Um, but it was popular. Yeah, I and mean, it was delicious. The bread was perfect. It was soft on the inside. It was crunchy, crunchy on, on the, the outside. outside right. Um, you know, it was a four dollar sandwich. It wasn't full of food, but it no. was enough. Yeah. And and the flavors all complemented one another. The vegetables were very fresh, and the pork belly was like meat butter. Yeah. It was just like a creamy. It was almost, it was like, almost like a mayonnaise pate kind of right. thing in your mouth. It was so soft. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I was that was delicious. I can't wait till tomorrow. I'm gonna eat the rest of them. So have yeah. half well, half for breakfast and then another half for lunch oh, there you and then go. yeah so <laughs> but uh, when I finally did get home uh, I stepped outside the car and I mean uh, my senses were just like overwhelmed by how many songbirds well we and, and how many different songs I was hearing I mean it it's amazing how it's many crazy birds we have right how now. many different birds we have because we're on a migratory flight path for a Mexican bird called the uh, red-winged blackbird, mm -hmm. and it's really funny called they're, they're called red wing, but when their wings are closed, it's almost like a yellow stripe. It's not until they extend their arms where you can see this big red patch on their shoulders. Um, but they're like they live in Mexico, but for some I don't know where, why how, but we're on some migratory path. So there's yeah. been a lot of them. Um, the eastern bluebirds are back. We've got a lot of blue jays. We have more. Morning doves and lots of cardinals. Um, those the ones. But I was hearing a crackles. lot of songs today that I hadn't heard. I know it's just crazy. But the thing we have bird feeders that we've got three different bird feeders hanging up in the yard, mm -hmm. and I don't even know how much. I think it's an Eskimo Joe's cup is probably the equivalent <laughs> no of, one is going to get that of no, no. It's probably the equivalent of a three cup measuring scoop. Because it's bigger than two and it's not quite four. So it's probably about maybe three cups of something like a cup of rice. Okay. So it takes about four and a half of those to fill up one of my feeders. And I just filled it up yesterday and it was already almost yeah. empty. So like 64 ounces. Yeah. A lot of bird feed. Right. And that's why we have so many singing happy birds because I keep filling up all these bird feeders and the bird bath has always got yeah. water in it. So yeah. Well, that and, and it, yes, you're taking very good care. I mean, this is like the you know Ritz-Carlton of, of bird stops yeah. for uh, migratory birds. But it's also a sign that I think spring is here. Oh, I saw robins. Totally spring is here. So um, the fact that spring is here 
means that, of course, we are once again behind on our garden. Oh, yeah, always. <laughs> but we are making progress. We have all of our seeds ordered, yes. and we have everything but our tomato seeds in place. Right. Uh, we just have to start putting them in pots. Yes. So... Uh, you placed the tomato order today. Yep. Right. Yep. I got. Um, this was when we used Territorial Seed Company. A nice cross section. So I got two slicers. One is called an ananas noir. It's really cool looking, green, red kind of black tomato. Okay. And then we got pink Berkeley tie dyes. Oh, those. Yeah, those are good when they come in. When they come in. Yeah. But they're a good slicer, so I was going to go for it. Um, and then we have four different canning. Um, we got a San Marzano a Cordova, a Heinz, and a little Napoli. And they're kind of like a little um, plum tomato. And I thought they'd be good for canning whole. And then I got three cherries for now because I want to go back to some other place. Um, We get these little ones called bumblebees and tigers, and they're in some really fun colors. Mm -hmm. And they make for uh, um, really... They've got a nice skin on them, so they're pretty sturdy. And the other thing I forgot to order is uh, I don't have any seeds left because... And I can't save them because it's a... Uh, hybrid is the Juliettes that always come up great because they would be great for wine too. Oh yeah. Anyway, so I got these. I got what are called Sweet Millions. They're little red. I got these Orange Perouche, which are supposed to be like a fo- fungal resistant, crack resistant, super sweet orange, bright orange, um, mm. citrusy flavored tomato. And then I got Sun Golds. And we've, oh, good. we've, we loved, get this old we've always loved sun gold. So I'm probably going to go ahead and order the pink, bur- no, the um, bumblebees and some of the Juliets from another, because I've seen them play another place. I think Totally Tomatoes might have them. Okay. So order them from them and then we'll be good. Yeah. Give us a good cross section. Yeah, that is a good cross section. Um, what was the, was it Baker's Eat Company? The ones that had, the, I mean, these are like iridescent. Yeah, they are real pretty. And they do. I think the only problem with like, I, I like, the catalog it's really pretty it's it very really arty pretty. but they organize the tomatoes by color i know i want my tomatoes by oh paste or indeterminate I or know. so it's you know it's like when i go to the dentist's office and the library is adorable but it's all the books are organized by color it bothers me so what so you don't want to actually like encourage behavior like that so you don't want to order the the tomato seeds that i don't know i'm just really too lazy cool. to go through the catalog and figure out oh, which I ones i it. want rather than go to this this one what's organized and like, oh these are all paste tomatoes okay i want this one and this one and this one it's a lot easier I i'm just it. lazy no no <laughs> you're not lazy it is it is uh, disorderly, how they actually yeah, put that together. But they do have very pretty, iridescently colored cherry tomatoes yeah. that I think we did tag a couple on that page too. So maybe I'll see if they have the bumblebees too. I am sure that they, I think that they do. That's where we found them in the first place. So, yeah. Uh, we would love to hear uh, how your garden is getting started for the 2020 season. Are you uh, maybe thinking about doing a little bit more than, than you have in years past because of the uh, coronavirus and the possibility that we're all going to be quarantined and stuck inside our home for weeks and weeks perhaps uh, you know and and to that end i guess you know we can talk a little bit this isn't really a prepper show but, no it's uh, not uh I, I have thought over the last you know week or so just seeing what the, uh, the cdc was saying that you know it wouldn't be a bad idea to have a, a couple of weeks worth of food <laughs> yeah um and uh and so i went and i put like I think it was twenty five pounds of flour in our Amazon no. cart. No, no, no. Oh, I did. okay. And then twenty five pounds of rice and twenty five pounds of black beans. And then I, before I bought anything, I, I texted Miss E and I said, "Okay, 
here's what's on the mind and here's what's in the cart and you said we already have about 25 to 30 pounds of flour i have black beans i have lentils in two different colors i have canned beans i have tons of sugar i just bought 10 pounds of sugar and i have a five pound bag of rice so what do you do you got 48 cans of tuna fish 24 cans of canned chicken Mm -hmm. and a 25 pound bag of rice Mm -hmm. um so and then i went to the store and i bought 10 more pounds of sugar and 10 more pounds of flour so if we can't bake bread or we can't buy bread i can at least bake bread i can also bake make pasta so we can always have tuna casserole yes and we do have some survival food if it came down to that as well you did buy a bucket of survival food well that that should be here march yeah Uh, but we also had one like in the uh, we have one you got one one. for christmas one year yeah that's got like a hundred meals right and then we were we had that survivor box subscription for a really long time so we have a a whole bunch of emergency water and we have um more of that freeze-dried food Mm -hmm. so yeah one of these days we're probably gonna have to eat some of it i know Uh, (laughs) but then we also you know like i was thinking about it we we get eggs every day yeah uh, we still have a we'll, freezer full of cheese from that cheese fest. Right. Soon we'll have uh, milk coming. Yep. Yeah, we got right. three pregnant does. So you know, I feel pretty good about our. Uh, oh our, yeah, we'll be we'll be fine. The world rationing, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, we'll be fine for a couple of weeks. And but, there will be uh, a password. <laughs> well, I will say that uh, at CPAC, uh, I had several people tell me that they wanted to. Uh, they thought they thought it'd be a lovely idea, a, a fun thing, if uh, if we had some sort of event on the farm and let people camp. And I know I I I, I agree. I think you've be you've been fun. wanting I've to been do this for a really to long time. And every t- every so time he, you're like, so here we go. Someone go ahead and up and send a GoFund for a uh, portable or a permanent bathhouse situation with its own little septic system and electrical that we could put up in the field. And that way, if people wanted to come, at least they could go to the bathroom <laughs> Rather and than take a shower. Then have to come in and out of the one the bathroom in my house on the right. first floor. So no, that's not going to work. So y'all want that to happen. We're going to have to come up with a little like a little bathing facility yeah. out in the yard. The, so. the, there, yeah. So the other thing would be... Um, you know, Farmville has the Hotel Wyanoke, which is a cool little boutique hotel. Yes. As um, well as some chains down there. Yeah. There's a true hotel that just opened up. Uh, there's a, you know, quality in or whatever. And there's, there's some campgrounds. There's Holiday Lake. Um, yep. So what I was thinking is, as an alternative, uh, would be to not stay on the farm but to have activities on the farm, yeah, uh, and and maybe even you know, I the the one the one downside of that would be I would like to have a bonfire, depending okay. on how dry. I mean, if it's as dry as it was last summer, there'll be no bonfire. No, but uh, be a burn ban. Exactly, but uh, you know, some sort of evening soiree would be fun. Well, yeah, but then that could be everybody can still go home after that or go to the yeah. por- hotel after that. Yeah, but you can't really get you know ripped. <laughs> or anything like that. Well, I suppose we can have, you know, one mass well, campground and they is, can pee in the woods. Now that I think about it, there's, uh, I think Lyft is actually in Farmville now. So, I think there's probably one person. <laughs> so, well, someone's going to be lucky enough to get a ride share. But, uh, or or if maybe it's the Lyft, but it's like the uh, the Amish van version of the Lyft. You know how they always have English friends that have these huge vans that drive them places? Yes. So, maybe it's that version of Lyft. They just pick up a whole bunch of drunk college kids and then drop them off where they need to go. Hey, speaking of friends, uh, we got such a great email from our friend Mark. 
oh, yeah. in Louisiana this week. Yes. Um, I, I'm so tickled. So the email address is 40acrefool at gmail.com. And we always love hearing from folks. So uh, anything that you want to send our way, you got uh, news to share and, and things going on in your world, uh, we would love to hear from you. Um, so this is from Mark. And he said, uh, long time no email. Where to begin? Uh, he said, January 21st, we passed papers on our 6.2 acre farm that we talked about a couple of episodes ago. Yep. A day later, we were moving from the New Orleans metro area to the north shore of Lake Pontchartrain. And that is when the real work began. U-Hauls for moving, dumpsters for debris left by former owners. We filled the dumpsters, says Mark. Mm. Uh, barn stalls that needed cleaning. Uh, so that my wife's Tennessee Walker horse could join us. She Ooh, has. The, nice. tack, the tack room is all squared away. The chicken coop is reinforced. An old greenhouse was scrapped. We moved the original six laying hens and immediately, uh, in a day later, Lord and Lady Frazzle, uh, a frizzled rooster and a bantam hen that lays the cutest mini eggs, were rehomed to us. Cute. Followed that up with two California white pullets. Our first coyote encounter. Uh-oh. Mark says, I'm glad that I have several apps for that problem. Um <laughs> He said, I then ordered 19 Bielfelder hatching eggs online. We wound up with four cockerels and four pullets. I ordered 39 more eggs. Oh, my goodness. How ambitious. They'll be in-house tomorrow, all in the farm-grade incubator by Sunday. Mark says, caught heck for that, as I failed to mention to my better half that I had done all of this. Whoopsie-daisy. Something about forgiveness and permission comes yeah. to mind. <laughs> Uh, he says, we'll be breeding them, selling their eggs. Each hen is good for 250 eggs a year. Selling them by the dozen. Selling pullets locally at our local farmer's market in the fall. He says, a, a friend of mine from work has some family property two towns away. They breed rural white sheep, and she's offered us several for free as they have extra. Nice. Uh, Mark says, our son has been offered to help show them at the county fair this year. And he says, our son is having the time of his life out here. He started at a school, which is just a stone's throw away from our road, the elementary school, top 20 in the state, three years in a row. Nice. Uh, and Mark says, you know, it's a, it's an hour commute for me, but he says, I don't even mind. That's what podcast in SiriusXM is for. <laughs> he says, my family is safe and secure. Crime is almost non-existent where we now live. And Mark says, I write you this email in our old empty house on a mattress more than halfway through the Mardi Gras season. I can't wait to go home on Tuesday after the lunacy is over. <laughs> we yeah. searched for almost three years for our farm, said Mark. Thought we had the right name picked out until the work friend made a joke. I'm from Massachusetts and about as big a lifelong New England Patriots fan as you'll meet. So he jokingly called it Foxborough Farm after Foxborough Stadium, uh, which is where the uh, Pats play. I think it's actually Gillette Stadium, but it's in Foxborough, Massachusetts. Oh, Foxborough, Mass. Okay. Um, so Mark said, I checked online, Foxborough Farm, available and for sale. Twelve dollars. Hey, there you go. Twelve dollars is Tom Brady's jersey number. It was a sign, says Mark. So. <laughs> Bought it immediately, convinced Maria that was the name of the place after we were informed that there's a family of red foxes that live in our woods, which is another sign. Here we go. Mark says they've seen all the time, or they're seen all the time. We haven't seen them yet, but we've seen one coyote and a bobcat. Mm. So you can follow Mark and his family's farm adventures on Instagram and on Twitter at, okay, so Twitter is Foxborough Farm. And then the Instagram is Farm Foxborough mm. because Foxborough Farm is already taken. Yeah. So Twitter, mm. Foxborough Farm, Instagram, Farm Foxborough. Uh, Mark says, Missy, I hope you are well and enjoy some of the Mardi Gras stuff I sent last year on Tuesday. You two and your show mean a lot to me. Know that I think about you guys and I'm rooting for you down here in Louisiana. We've accomplished so much in our first month at Foxborough, but we have miles to go before we sleep and promises to keep or something like that. 
Uh, Mark, thank you. And listen, congratulations. That is so exciting. And I love the fact that, you know, you're already just diving right in uh, and, and doing that. I mean, that's that's a lot of chickens. That is a lot of chickens. But we got when, when, did, when we got here, we moved in. I put in my order of chickens and I had my chickens in February mm-hmm. in my office and we had 30 and we got all 30, including the free with purchased chicken. And they all lived through getting shipped. Right. So, yeah. yes, I had 30 baby chickens in my office until April when we finally got a coop and we were able to get them outside. So, yeah, that's a lot of chickens. Yeah. Um, and as a uh, sort of a, a, a welcome present. Oh, don't give it away. Okay. Well, never mind. I won't give it away. Hush. Okay. Ta-da, ta-da. That's my Forget stuff anyway. I said anything. Okay. All right. Yes. That's your thing. I won't say anything else Thank about you. your thing. Uh, Brian wrote in as well, talking about... Um, Elaine versus Elaine. Yes. And Brian said, after 10 years together, my lovely and patient wife informed me that it has really bugged her when people pronounce her name Simone. 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 He says, I'm from Brooklyn. That's how I say it. That's how it's pronounced. He says, so since then, I take a little mental break each time to make sure I pronounce her name Simone. 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 Gotten pretty good at it, says Brian. I don't think the pause is <laughs> anymore. And if it is, Brian, she is... You're still taking the effort. Good for well, you. Well, yes, and she's also very patient. Yes. So she's going to give you another <laughs> 10 years. 10 years, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, let's see. We also uh, uh, were asked to take part in a podcast Yeah. Uh, so called Real Food, Real People. Follow so, up with that. So uh, we'll be following up, and I think that we're going to do that. Um, and then, uh, Robin out in the Shenandoah Valley wrote in about, uh, advice with rabbits and we could not. No, none at all, except for they're tasty. Um, but I did point her. So on the bottom shelf of my cookbook shelf, we have a animal husbandry shelf basically. And we have a whole bunch of books that are by story publishing, S T O R E Y publishing company. And it's how to raise Dairy goats, how to raise pigs, how to raise sheep, how to raise... But they have every how to raise. So Mm -hmm. I said I learned a lot of those, and I know they have a how to raise rabbits book. Um, But, yeah, I have no advice to give anybody on (laughs) rabbits, except for they're cute. Uh, Having to kill them is kind of... Um, but you can just rip their skins off once you cut their heads off, and you're like, wah! But yeah, it's hey, there's a, there's a note to end on. All right, and but, that's how you butcher a rabbit. Well, they're easy because yeah, I mean, <laughs> you should just leave it. I'm gonna leave it there, but it's not that hard to, to do to skin a rabbit. Um, and you can always, you know, dry the little feet and little taxid, little mini taxidermy. You can dry the feet and I think saltpeter or something, and sell them have for lucky rabbits. rabbits yeah, I don't know how lucky they are. If they weren't lucky for that rabbit, right? That's that's a very good point. All right. Well, listen uh, again. Hope that you have had a wonderful week. Don't forget, we would love to hear from you if you get your garden going. Or uh, yes. Oh, I had one more thing. It was uh-huh. kind of cool because you know how we're always talking about. I'm always ta- I'm always talking about make stuff, make stuff, make stuff. That's yeah, my yeah, thing. Yeah. I got tagged. Strongman Stan tagged me on Instagram, and he whipped out his chainmail stuff, and he cut. He tagged me in it because he, oh, you know, cool. he was making stuff. He had made it in a while, but he picked it back up again because he's making stuff. So that is awesome. So, yeah, I guess the tag use hashtag make stuff. And and Stan, strongman Stan, strongman Stan. He's like a he does like all kinds of crazy stuff. But I one of them is is like he throws these gigantic, um, I think they're not the cabers, like the big giant Scottish 
crazy heavy things. Okay, like, yeah. like the kettle balls. That stuff. Yep. Okay. I think so. Yeah, but I've seen him. Play. We follow each other. He's pretty interesting. That's cool. I think one of his pages that he's also running on Instagram is the Fraternity of Girth, and I was like, of course I had to join that. I'm following that one too. So, yeah, but he's he, he's pulling out his chainmail stuff. So I really yay, need to make be stuff more active on Instagram. You keep telling me this, I know. You you're all the one who's like blah blah social media. I know, but you're good at Instagram. I am actually pretty good at Instagram. So. It's funny though; people know it. I don't feel good because they're like, she really yeah, hasn't been doing no. much on Instagram lately. Right. Am I? There's not much to see. There's this sick person lying on the couch. Well, if you do want to follow Missy on Instagram, uh, you can do so. It is at Corny Goat Farm. Yep. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, you're going to be pretty bored. But yeah. it's at Cam Edwards. Uh, also on Twitter, me. at Cam Edwards. <laughs> He's more interesting on Twitter, but I'm not allowed to be on Twitter. Nope. So there you go. But you're great on uh, on Instagram. Thank you. And so, I try to uh, pay, post the coordinating recipes on our Facebook account, too. Also Corny Goat Farm. Yep. You go to the notes there, and a lot of the recipes that I've talked about are going to be there. And then uh, patreon.com slash Cam Edwards. Uh, the Etsy store is... Corny Goat Crafts. Corny all one goat. word. Okay. And uh, again, coming up on the uh, Patreon page, we're going to have our Uncensored 40 Acres After Dark podcast. Uh, going to be doing some uh, some hot sauce making on video and uh, other fun goodies for subscribers. So until we speak again, thank you for being a part of our lives and hope that you have a wonderful week. Be safe, have fun, live a little, learn a lot. And make stuff. And we'll see you here soon with another edition of 40 Acres and a Fool from Blake's Podcast Network. And a fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey.